Hi, everyone, and welcome to the special simulcast of the Neil Haley Show and Celebrity Interviews, live from the Grotto with Greg Hanna. Greg, what's going on, man? How are you? Yeah, I'm doing fantastic, Neil. How about yourself? You excited for today? Oh, I'm all, I'm excited because, I mean, it looks like, you know, Chris and I have not aged in three years. I got to go find that interview on YouTube somewhere. But I had Chris Mulkey on, on before, and we hit it off. He played music on the show as well. Uh, remember, I had you play a rendition. I think it was almost like an hour interview, but Chris, thanks for stopping by again. And uh, hopefully we'll ask different types of questions because we're more talking about the projects. But you're doing great, aren't you, Chris? I am. I've got um, a ton. You know, when other act, and I'm thankful. I'm, well, I'm, it's nice to be here with you and Greg. But, uh, Neil, I'm really thankful that, uh, that I've been able to act uh, so much uh, in the last year. I have, I have three movies coming out. Um, if you have Amazon Prime, I have two. And the third one is coming up. And I'm going to do a horse movie in April. And uh, yeah, I'm busy. I'm busy. You know? Yeah, I'm going to make you even busier, Chris. That's for another time, <laughs> another place. But go ahead, Greg. I know Greg. Greg's excited to talk with you. And uh, I, I think some of these shows he's been on, you're a favorite of fan favorites, aren't you, Greg? Some oh, of them. For sure. Definitely. Definitely. You know, I, I always enjoy watching Chris whenever he's in, a, in, a, in anything, really. Um, so, Chris, you know, in Twin Peaks, you know, what inspired your portrayal of uh, of Hank Jenkins, Jennings? Uh, Hank Jennings, yeah. Um, okay, just be, since it's just you and me and Neil here, you know. Um, and all my millions of <laughs> listeners, that's okay, but that's okay. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I'll keep I'll keep that under my hat, Neil. Um, I had a, they, they sent me the interview of, you know, they sent me the, the sides, we call them sides, the scenes that I was supposed to read. And there were two characters, Jacques, the Cajun guy, and um, and Hank Jennings. And I knew a guy, Steve, um, who was, um, he did uh, he did nine years in, uh, in San Quentin. Um, I know a lot of people, I have some friends. So <laughs> he went away because he robbed this place, armed robbery, you know. And he shot somebody. So, but I knew him after he got out, not before any of that went down. And I thought, wow, Hank, Hank is a lot like Steve, because Steve was a great liar and a real affable guy and a real charming guy, but he was super dangerous. I mean, super dangerous. And um, I met him through the San Quentin Theater Project and Samuel Beckett and, and a friend of mine, John Jacobs, but that's his backstory. So I thought, well, I'm going to take the best parts of Steve and, and, include him into uh in hank jennings and so i went to the meeting and um and one thing led to another they they actually greg they they wanted me to read for jacques uh the cajun guy and um and hank and i went in there and they said what do, which scene do you want to read first i said well i'm not going to read the other guy i'm just going to read hank because the, the cajun guy Okowitz is sitting out in the lobby. He should be the guy. He should be the Cajun guy. I should be Hank. So I read Hank and Bang. That was it. So cool. Perfect. So you tell directors whatever you want then, right? Especially <laughs> casting directors. You're like, I'm doing this. I just, I, I'm polite, but I, you know, you look, you know, it, if you want something, you might as well just ask for it, you know? And then if they, if they have a problem with that, well, then that's okay. Then we'll do it that way. But you know, I always go, not for nothing. Why don't we do this? And then, you know, people do it's good, good ideas. You know, it all comes from a good place. Yeah. yeah. I was lucky. And wow. uh, I, I dug doing the guy and, uh, you know, 
and I haven't talked to Steve since. So, so uh, you know, Captain Phillips, you know, is is there like a memorable moment filming that that uh, you could share with us? Yeah, Greg, there is. Um, but it wasn't on film. No. Um, <laughs> wasn't on film. Well, first of all. Um, I play music. You could go to chrismalkeymusic.com and listen to all my stuff. I just did music for a for a movie, uh, uh, music by Chris Mulkey. Wow! But anyhow, um, when I got Captain Phillips, um, they called me up two weeks later and said, "Ah, Chris, there's a problem." I went, "Oh no, the the film died." He said, "No, we're not going to shoot it in New Orleans anymore." And I went, "Oh." oh. We were shooting in New Orleans because that was where my, my music friends are. Right? Uh, they said, no, no. Uh, and I said, well, are we shooting it? Yeah, we're shooting it. Where are we shooting it? In Malta. And I went, okay, Malta, cool. And I hung up and I went, Malta? Where the hell is Malta, you know? I said, over Libya. So, so, so we're over there and we're at sea because we're on a real ship you know, 50 feet above the water, and it's, it's real. So I have Bacard, uh, you know, um, the Somali pirate captain with, with a rubber knife, and I'm, you know, wrestling him down the gangway, and and um, and he's, he was wearing a, a, a canvas vest that's all sewed together, a real rugged canvas vest, real deal. And um, at one point, he struggled with me, and the railing was just about like hip high and then 50 feet to the water. And then you're pretty much dead because you get sucked under the ship, you know? Yeah. So, so he goes, he struggled with me and he, he broke loose. I wasn't ready for it. And, but I, I, I shoved him and just shoved him off me and spin him, spun him away into the railing. And before I knew it, his heels were up in the air and his head was below the railing and he was gone. He was gone. And, you know, I went, my old wrestling technique, thank you, Neil. My old wrestling, <laughs> and I, I grabbed the, grabbed the vest, because he's not, he's not, but like 150 pounds. And I jerked him back up on deck. And he looked at me, he went, thank you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> it was wow. so close to being, it was bad. But, um, you know, it was a neat, it, it's, it was a jerk reaction. So, that was great, you know. And also, he won the British Academy Award for Best Actor, and uh, it was great working with Tom Hanks. And the movie made a bunch of money, so that's great, you know. So, what was your role in Captain Phillips? I played I played John Kernan. I played a real guy who I met, who's honest to God. He looks. We look like we could be brothers, and our um, our personal rhythms and everything like that um, are. <laughs> Pretty much the same so it's, it was really kind of spooky we both you know um yeah but john john was the third engineer who um who was the guy who kind of was the enforcer below decks and uh and cap captured the captain the, the pirate the somali pirate captain and you know put glass in the hallway so they'd cut their feet and, but he didn't want to he didn't want to fight at first john didn't want to have anything to do with they just put me off i don't want to have to shoot Somali pirates i'm just a mariner here and uh, right yeah but he was the wow. guy that's crazy so another really cool favorite movie of mine first blood uh that you were in and that was that was a cool movie yeah i just watched that recently why i my girl dana sparks my fiance dana sparks um 
she had never seen it. Really? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess, I don't know why, or hadn't seen it in a long time, so we watched it. And uh, Sly is so good in that. He should have gotten Best Actor he, that year. He was great. Uh, but that was really fun. We were on that show for four months. Up yeah. on wow. You know, I love the first blood in so many ways. And I know you have the story you told on my last time you were on the show. Uh, but did you really build a relationship? Have you do you still talk to to uh, Sylvester Stallone at all? Or no, I run, I, run, I run into her every once in a while, but you know, you know, you know, run in different circles. But you gotta give him credit. You know, he's got he's he's created four franchises, you know, he's Rocky, um, Rocky First Blood, um the uh, and then the, the expendables and now the, what is the boxing movie now that the box he's made three of the boxing movies oh the one after rocky the one that he ended up getting kicked out of and said he didn't want to act in it anymore but i guess he still has a piece of that what yeah, for sure, yeah. For sure. yeah. And, right. and this goes out and this goes this gives a shout out to an actor that i worked with who played it and who played apollo creed in the rocky franchise oh yeah Carl Weathers, who yeah. lives, may, lived maybe a you know mile from me in Marina Del Rey, and I'd see him in the neighborhood, and we worked together in Chicago, and he was a wonderful athlete, wonderful football player, and and actor, and just a solid, intelligent, caring guy, and uh, you know I was, I I heard that he passed away, because uh, we're. Were contemporaries, you know, and he already passed away, and I, I, I was in my car, and I just went no, because I'd seen, I'd seen Carl at at the drugstore at CVS over in the marina, and every time we saw each other, we'd talk for half an hour, and just like man, nah, you know, because it's like catching up. Anyways. When am I going to go hang out with you? That's what I'm saying. You know, he's talking about name dropping all these different people and that, and see if you look at all those people, that's, they know in Hollywood and he lives on Venice in Venice beach. We'll go to that in a, maybe a little bit more of the topic. I wanted to bring up one thing, the competitiveness between Sly Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger. I watched Arnold Schwarzenegger's documentary and on it and Arnold's documentary talked about how they competed against each other. It sounds like they were trying to compete each other with franchises and who could make more money too, except Stallone yeah. never ran for right. Ran for governor. Yeah, the one guy who got uh, yeah the guy who got elected governor Schwarzenegger was uh, wasn't as successful as a governor as he is as an actor and uh, yeah he it was better that he went back and stuck with acting he you know he didn't uh, California didn't fare very well under his administration <laughs> we went we had some problems but you know hey I admire his work and it's great um. They're both really great, uh, great. I've, I've met Arnold and uh, I've seen him at the beach and I ran into him places. And, uh, nice guy, though. I mean, really a caring guy. But Sly, I got to give it to Sly. I think Sly wins. And the, the, Sly was also doing the Tulsa thing, the TV show. I mean, come on. He's, Sly. he's still, he's really got his hands, but he's learning it. A lot of these guys see that they, once they have a brand that never disappears because a lot of people, they just utilize it to get in other projects and keep going. Yeah, it really is. I, I, yes. I have a great, I have a great movie coming out uh, the seventh of March called Rock Bottom. Speaking of franchises and stuff, um, it's a uh, it's a nine uh, it's a nineties hair band reunion. Uh, <laughs> this 
uh, like like White Snake, you know that those power ballads. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and uh, Jake Bon Jovi, John's son, plays this young uh, this young singer who doesn't quite know how to be a rock star, and so they hire me. Um, I'm called the Hand, but I'm really Rick Rubin. I'm the, the uh, I'm the philosopher of rock and roll bands, and and I teach him how to be a, a rocker. And uh, it's a great movie. So we I think if we have a premiere at the real Hollywood Film Festival on the 24th uh, Saturday, and then it uh, goes up on it goes in theaters and vertically distributed and Amazon Prime. So it's called Rock Bottom. So it's a, it's a, it's a great. I'm long hair. I'm dressed in leather. <laughs> so great. Uh, totally. So yeah, keep doing stuff. That's great. That's fantastic. That's good. It's like, uh, you know, Clint Eastwood, 91 or so, and, you know, still making films. And I may have told Neil this story, but, you know, I was when, um, when I was a young filmmaker, I think I was like 22, and I went out to the American Film Institute in Hollywood and um and kind of hung around there I, I brought i produced a film and i brought it there and i wanted to be a fellow at the institute but um i didn't have enough juice in town to get in so but i hung around and i i was a stage actor but i didn't know anything about filmmaking so i did everybody's thesis films and one day this cowboy actor from rawhide and a few more dollars and you know um, Clint Eastwood shows up and he's doing a seminar in like the, it's in the Greystone mansion which is the big parlor there it's a big mansion before they moved and um so I said well I'm gonna go over and see it so Marty Brest who's a director and Ray Sharkey and me the three of us were hanging around we went over there and there was literally 10 people that showed up to see Clint you know I've done a bunch of these uh, going around town you know going around the country and i have seminars and talk to students about you know how how can you get over and so 10 people there so he went around the room and said what do you want to do and he came to me and i said well i want to get over as an actor in hollywood he said write your own movie star in it and uh, don't direct it produce it and uh and he'll be fine do it make it a feature so i went back to minnesota and told my friend and we wrote a movie and we won sundance wow wow is that movie still available that you can find it? Yeah, it's called Loose Ends. Uh, it's a it's a 106 minute black and white film about these meatball mechanics, and uh, and then we 10 years later we did another movie, um, same crew, same writers, um, called Patty Rocks that won the grand prize at uh, at um, at Sundance again, and then won. And then played all over the world, made a bunch of money. So it's great. So Patty Rocks was really great with my late wife, Karen Landry. So, yeah, but that was all because of Clint. Yeah. So Loose Ends and Patty Rocks. Yeah. Very cool. cool. What What was the most uh, challenging aspect of uh, working on Whiplash that you think? Whiplash? You know, I got a call and my agent said, um, Damien uh, wants to talk to you. Uh, I said, who, Damien? Really? Yeah, he won uh, Best Short at Sundance. He wants to make a feature film. And I went, oh, okay, all right. Well, I'll, he wants to talk to me. Okay, great. So we went to have coffee in Venice here, and um, he wanted me to play the uncle. And I went, okay, I'll do it. I, he had no track record. You know, he's just this guy, a really nice guy, a really smart guy. 
and um, challenging. Well, that was the first, my scene was the first scene that they filmed in the movie. Well, Paul Reiser and me and the whole family there. And it was, uh, yeah, I mean, it, I don't know if it was challenging. It was sure fast paced because I don't know how many movies you guys have been in, but when you have a big family scene and everybody's talking and they have to cover it from here and here and here and here and here, man, it was crazy to keep the rhythm going, you know, and make it, make it happen. Um, and that was fun. And we shot. Shocked everybody by winning three Academy Awards. Yay. Wow. So you were so you were there. That's gotta be wild to be part of a film that was an Academy Award winning film, right? Yeah, I've done it too. I'm, uh, yeah, Captain Phillips and uh and uh and and Whiplash. And then I was in another film uh, that won an Academy Award called um uh, called uh Nanking, uh Bill Guttentag uh did a kind of a documentary, me, Woody Harrelson. Sissy Spacek. That's uh, about the uh, Japanese invasion of of China in the early thirties. World War Two. So yeah, it's nice to be involved in. The, but they didn't give me an Academy Award. I think Neil. I think everybody who is in a, a Academy Award winning film, you know, everybody should get a statue. Come yeah. On. Yeah, but at least you can put you at least you can put that in your bio, Academy Award somewhere in the bio, just saying you're a part of that. You know, okay, he's a vicious heel, by the way. Bad guy, Greg. I watched him after interviewing him two years later. I'm watching a movie and I'm watching The Purge, and he went in that house and he was vicious. Which purge movie was it? That was the second purge or the first? The first. The first. It's the first movie. First, the purge. We were the Halversons. Yeah. yeah. And they walk in as neighbors and they act like they're gonna be their friends and they're looking to kill him. They didn't, were not going to let them survive because they hated that neighbor because that neighbor was the one that sold all those security systems. And no, you're getting it. You made all this money. It's time to get even. And that's all you were thinking about was getting even. Is the bad guy your thing? Do you like being the bad guy more? I like playing the bad guy. In fact, when we're done here, I have a I have a, a, another Zoom meeting at, at noon Pacific time uh, to play. Uh, another really um, hero in evil, uh, but I can't talk about it, of course, because we're, you know, it's, it's not up. But I, I was a bad guy with uh, Robert Duvall in um, in Broken Trail, too, uh, with a Western that Walter Hill directed. Yeah, bad guys are fun, Neil. I like, I like bad guys a lot. I like being a heel more. As I come, coming back in wrestling, I'm going to be a bad guy, not a good guy. Yeah. Is, when you're six foot, ten, seven foot, that, being a baby face doesn't work. No, they don't no, want that. They want they want the little guys to win, yeah. or the or the pretty boys, and that's not me, Greg. I'm not a pretty boy. <laughs> we 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 talked Neil about going back to my fascination with wrestling when I was a kid in Minnesota because they had a, a where I grew up because they had a big uh, they had a big professional wrestling you know kind of enterprise going there a circuit and uh, and uh, Vern Gagne was the little guy. He was like my size. I think it was I think it was. I think he was 220, but he was a scientific wrestler and he was yeah. <laughs> super fit and he was a national champion and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, but all these guys like Crusher Kowalski, you know, and you tell Ganya when he's in the ring, I'm going to rip his head off. You do. Oh, come here, you give me that microphone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but see, Ganya, if you watch the story of AWA, it's crazy. Oh my gosh, when they go into the whole 
territory and and how Hogan totally dropped the ball and left them and went to Vince. And that was, that was, and that really got Vern mad. That was a betrayal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Completely. yeah I, have, I have friends back who are in the wrestling scene in Minnesota uh, who are uh, world champions and Midwest world champions. And uh, yeah, it's really cool. It's, I mean, I love all that. I think that may have been my entry to drama, you know? I mean, I went to, I went to theater school, you know, I went to University of Minnesota and studied acting and, and did five, five years of classical repertory theater. But my heart, I think, was awakened by professional wrestling. <laughs> totally. I think it was, you know, it's, it's great. You know, I, um, it's, it's, it's really fun. Could not be considered retired pro wrestler, uh, but I'm still retired. So I get back in the ring and we're looking at, I think may potentially, but definitely September. I'll be back in the ring for sure. I'm uh, coming. I'm coming. Uh, Every winner is I'm flying in. All right. I love it. I love it. <laughs> We'll definitely do the autograph signing. Okay, go ahead, Greg. Bring in my posse. Bring in my posse. Yeah, I'm little now. I'm down. I'm down to. Uh, we talked. I'm down to. I think I weigh like a uh, little over two hundred. I was. I was two two thirty at one point. I did. Um, I did a stage production of uh, Requiem for Heavyweight. So I played a heavyweight boxer, and uh, you know when, when I was a kid, I, you know, I was in golden gloves and stuff, and uh, and and then what I did the the play i got i got big and I, I stayed big for a while and then i just you know got skinny again it's it's, it's weird it's sort of but now you're going back in i think i'm too old to, i think you're I, not too I, old rick flair's still wrestling ooh. i'll wrestle you in a match rick flair's got his com- final match i think or he already had but he'll be back again 75 harley race knocked me out in one show where we're doing this and i don't know how old harley was 20 years ago before he passed away God rest his soul. And I wrestled George the Animal Steel of his late time before he died, too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, maybe I'm not too old. I can be the, you know, I can be the, the you know, the, the sneaky sidekick, you know. Uh, I like that. <laughs> Put the mask on. Was, where did he come from? Oh, monkey's back in the ring. Where did he come from? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have a, I have a, uh, a movie that's on uh, Amazon Prime. Um, called Farhaven and it's uh it's a great um Bailey Chase is in it and me and Bruce Boxleitner it's mm-hmm. an 1880s western and I'm I'm the bad guy uh, so everybody go out there and watch Farhaven I'm I was scared of you in the purge so Greg you have to check out the purge but all right yeah yeah I don't know that's a scary one for sure <laughs> that's awesome Chris what's your what's your favorite bad guy character that uh, that you played, and why are you going to pick this one? Wow, well, I think my favorite bad guy was was um, the western I did with Robert Duvall, um, the Broken Trail, um, because Big Ears Ed Bywater, uh, because there's horses and guns, and I always I've done like I think twelve westerns, uh, and I always liked the horses and guns, and but Ed Bywater was was sneaky and you know and just and just great. He's a great, great character. Um, he walks into to a saloon, and Rusty Schwimmer uh, is is there, and she's the saloon uh, manager and also slash working girl. And she goes, she says, "Well, hey, hello, Ed. Good to see you. I bet you want to 
you want a bath and a good bed to sleep in? He said, no, I want a bottle of whiskey and some trim. <laughs> yeah. And then we're back in the day that that's to trim is for you on, um, on, on, on unindoctrinated. Uh, trim is a, a word for romance. Okay. That's, that's right. Now, so, <laughs> so are you going to get that Academy Award at one point? Playing yeah. Vince McMahon. That's what's going to happen. You're going to play Vince McMahon and get an Academy Award. I'd love to. I'd go back up. I'd, I'd go back up to like, I'd go back up to like, you know, maybe 220. Get Because Vince was, Vince kind of, I think you can tell me this, Neil. Did Vince, uh, did Vince do any juice? Did he? Get I, I think we pretty much, I won't say it. Because again, again, I'm going to be having Linda on my show in a few weeks. Don't ever want to badmouth Vince. Uh, but yeah, he, they all were working out a lot. You know, The Rock, if he's natural, then yeah. But I won't bring anything up about Vince. Because again, no. I, I don't care if Vince has heat. I'd have Vince on my show anytime as well. Vince, you're you're welcome to come to, uh, you know, the red carpets with us and all that. So if I get heat for that, I don't care. That's it. But Greg has his final question, the celebrity question. Go, Greg. All right, Chris, here we go. I can't wait to hear the answer to this one. But so tell me, Chris, what do you think or feel is the most important thing in life you've ever learned? Family. Family. And loyalty to your friends. You know, you, um, you know, it's good to have a, 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 a someone who you can call up and go, am I crazy or what? Or be in a situation where, you know, things are bad when I was younger and you can turn to your buddy and, and go, I got this guy. You got that guy. <laughs> so, but it, and so that's a greater definition of family. But I'm grateful for my two kids and and my late wife. And uh, you know, it's family and loyalty. Your friends. You know, I mean, that's that's all it is. You know, and and then everything else just comes comes to you after that. Very Excellent. important. Yeah. Great stuff, Greg. Again, this is a great guy. Definitely, Chris will be on a bunch more as. We're going to be doing some projects together. And I think I want to be coming to Philly in March. So you got to tell me and we get off air. Uh, but everyone check out all his movies. So quick list of movies people need to check out now that you're promoting. Which ones would be they be, Chris? Um, that, would, that would be Far Haven and Deadland, which is a border drama with uh, me and Julio Cedillo. Deadland's a great, I'm really a bad guy in that movie too. So, and then Rock Bottom. And then there's a new movie coming out <clears throat> called Long Shadows, which in H is an 1880s Western as well. So, so Far Haven, Deadland, Rock Bottom, and Long Shadows. Four, four movies. And I'm going to go do a horse movie in five minutes. No, uh, in the first of <laughs> All right. Appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. All right. That was a special simulcast of the Neil Haley Show and Celebrity Interviews live from the Grotto. Greg Hanna. Take care, guys.